hello there. It's me, Lauren, from Lauren Keenan Home. I'm an interior stylist here in Sydney and I work with clients all over Australia, creating beautiful homes. And I'm so lucky to call this my job. And I'm also the host of this podcast, At Home with Lauren Keenan. And I'm so glad you've tuned into this episode because you're in for a real treat. More on that in a sec, but first, here's my co-host and producer, Scott. Say hi, Scotty. Hey, good to be here with you today, Lauren. And it's great to be sharing what I think is actually a really inspiring story in this episode, you know, because things have been quite tough lately for so many people. So today, it's nice to talk about something positive. Now, if you don't know the name Stage Kings, you most certainly would have seen their handiwork. Stage Kings is responsible for some of those massive stages that you see on TV shows like Ninja Warrior and at music festivals and events like the Aussie Formula One Grand Prix. But on March 13 this year, the Prime Minister announced restrictions to try to stop the spread of COVID-19, but that led to the immediate shutdown of the entire entertainment industry. We heard that as people were lining up to get into the Formula One and we got the call saying, look, you, can, you guys can pull this down tomorrow, it's, the, the whole event's not going ahead. and. We were thinking, how many events is this going to affect? We thought, oh, well, it's not going to affect Vivid. It's not going to affect the Sydney Easter show. You know, we will at least have those things. It really very quickly affected everything. Can you imagine in the space of 48 hours, their whole year of work had been cancelled? And Jeremy Fleming and the team at Stage Kings had to work out just what to do next. So they turned their hand to making beautiful and functional home office furniture for the hundreds of thousands of people around the country that suddenly all found themselves working from home. It's really clever stuff and since then they've made thousands of tool-free flat pack furniture. It's all Aussie made, which is awesome, and they've been doing it while keeping local people employed during this very difficult economic period. So let's take you inside that incredible moment when a local business was forced to pivot by the pandemic and hear about how a really difficult situation was turned into something positive with a bit of innovation, grit and determination. I'm really pumped for you guys to hear this. This is Jeremy Fleming from Stage Kings on At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. Thanks very much for joining us today, Jeremy. It's going to be great to talk to you. Can you tell us first a bit about Stage Kings pre-COVID? Because I think anyone who's attended a concert or a major sporting event in Australia has probably seen your expertise firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we've we been operating for five years. Uh, we're a, a company that provides stages, stuff like uh, Pop-Up Globe Theatre. We built Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in three states around Australia. Uh, We've done the Edinburgh Military Tattoo. We built Edinburgh Castle for that. Uh, as well as a lot of music festivals. and So really big projects then really and, and artists that you're working with. Yeah, yeah, can I dig into that for a sec? Who who have you worked with? When this all went down, we were actually down doing the Formula One in Melbourne. We built a giant set piece for the Miley Cyrus and Robbie Williams world tour down there, which was quite cool. Didn't happen, but we built it. Uh, and and uh, we also do the likes of Ninja Warrior and uh, uh, we've done the Adelaide 500 and Ultra Music Festival. Uh, we've worked with the Candyman, which uh, some people might know up on the Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> some interesting characters. So it's a really serious business then. And, and of course, you must have really got caught up in this whole pandemic in a, in a big way, which is what we'll get onto in a second with the way you've pivoted. But mm. t- tell us a bit about that experience um, at Formula One, because that was one of the very first events where a decision was taken to go from we're doing this event this weekend to, you know, with hundreds of thousands of people attending to we're not doing this at all. Yeah, it was a, it was a strange situation down there. They, they, it, was, it was a very late decision not to do the event. There was people lined up at the gate on opening morning. So 
it was, uh, and we were there ourselves. So, uh, our head of production, Mick Jessup, uh, now head furniture designer, uh, and I were down in Melbourne, and uh, we we built this set piece I mentioned. We were down there to meet uh, with the clients from Europe, and the you know the drivers. It was all uh, it was all a bit of a weird few days in the lead up. The drivers were all saying that they didn't want to race. They think the event should have been cancelled. It, it wasn't cancelled until, like I said, the, the day of opening morning. Miley pulled out, so it was only going to be Robbie Williams there. And uh, around the world, we saw what was going on, and we kind of we started thinking, uh, you know, we may get affected by one or two shows cancelling, but we really weren't prepared for what happened. And what was your first thought when all of this started to happen? Like, you've got a big business that revolves around events and engaging with people mm-hmm. and big crowds. What did it feel like? My heart sank as soon as we heard that. The, the first thing was the Prime Minister putting the ban on public gatherings, so anyone over 500, which is essentially everything we do. It was, it was a very strange feeling. Friday the 13th of March, we, we heard that as people were lining up to get into the Formula One and we got the call saying, look, you, can, you guys can pull this down tomorrow. It's, the, the whole event's not going ahead. And we were thinking, how many events is this going to affect? We thought, oh, well, it's not going to affect Vivid. It's not going to affect the Sydney Easter show. You know, we will at least have those things. And television, we thought, will continue. But it really very quickly affected everything. Within within the following week, everything cancelled. How many employees do you have? How many people were impacted in your business? At the time that we had 23 working uh, down in Melbourne on Formula One and Ninja Warrior, uh, we expand and contract depending on what projects we're doing. Uh, we're one, another project I didn't mention was the opening and closing ceremony for the Commonwealth Games in Brisbane. We built all of the, the set for that. And we had 65 people at that time. So that's kind of around the maximum dep- and we go up and down. But summers uh, is generally around that number. Uh, and this was coming to the end of the season. So we had 23 when it all went down. You've managed to pivot your business in sort of the most amazing and relevant, as it's turned out, way by starting to make initially desks for people who are working from home. How did you come up with that idea? Well, I was looking at anything we could do, uh, so hospital-related and things like that to start with, which did, none of that took off for us. But within that week between uh, Friday the 13th Friday the 20th, we had to make the plans and work out how we were going to get through if, with no income. Uh, we were always thinking of ideas and, and it was on the weekend after Friday the 20th that I was talking to a friend in Ireland. He gave me the idea that they were looking at doing some furniture and we perhaps should look at the same thing. And and so we got chatting and, and I thought it was a brilliant idea and I sent Mick, uh, our head of production, a message and said, look, we need to make desks for these whole industries of people that are going to be working from home now and he jumped right on it. And within 24 hours, had come up with a couple of prototypes for a desk and a stand-up desk. A very lucky coincidence is that Mick is a, an old design student, and he's worked on he's done furniture design in his spare time for many, many years, and he's extraordinarily good at it. Uh, so that was a very that's amazing because I mean, it could have, if, if Mick hadn't have been there, it could have looked completely different. Exactly, the planets really aligned for us. Uh, firstly, was the idea, and and then to to push for that idea, and for Mick to have the have these plans and turn them over so quickly is quite astounding. So from Sunday, the when I messaged eleven a.m., we were looking again the other week. The eleven a.m. message, Mick. The next morning, he had plans and two three D printed prototypes. And from there, uh, we, we got a couple of sheets of birch on that Monday, cut them into the desks. Monday night, my wife and business partner, Tabitha, she, she put the e-commerce site together. 
uh, by watching a couple of YouTube videos how to do that. <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. And, uh, Tell us a bit yeah. about the desk. What? How does the desk, because I know it's sort of a flat pack scenario for people yeah. who haven't seen it, what does the desk look like and, and how do people? how is it easy for people to use at home? So we really wanted to make it very simple for people. It had to clip together and apart very simply and the thought of people working from home is that they're not going to want potentially to have these desks up all the time. So it's something that goes up and down very easily in the morning and down again in the afternoon if you need it. So they, they are made of four parts and then literally clipped together in 30 seconds and they're a great-looking thing as well. And uh, so that for us it had to look great, go together very simply, that anyone could put it together. You don't need any degrees or, or Allen keys and things like that. And it worked really, really well. Thank God for that. So it's not it's not yeah. IKEA level no, um, assembly no. then. <laughs> and what's the demand been like? It, it's been amazing that first day. So so for, on the Tuesday we went live. So uh, Sunday the idea, Monday we made the stuff. Tuesday we went live, uh, and the first day we sold twenty desks or so. We've just ticked over twelve month, uh, twelve weeks, sorry, of uh, of sales, and we're at nearly nine and a half thousand pieces. Oh my goodness! It's quite astounding. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. Have you been surprised by the response? Oh, I'm absolutely blown away. We we can't believe the response we had. And I talked about the planets aligning. One of the others was that no one had any desks left uh, when we came up with the idea. We we came up with the idea very quickly and and early. Office works were sold out. IKEA was sold out. F- uh, fantastic furniture had an 18 week lead time on desks. So it was just the perfect scenario. There was a real, you know, chink in the supply chain that we we filled quickly, and being able to fabricate and manufacture here in house, we were turning them around so quickly. Someone had ordered one day that it'd be delivered the next. So and word spread very quickly. People connected with our story and. Nine and a half thousand pieces later. And look, we are a, um, a home and interiors and um, a, you know style based podcast. We love the practicality of this, but there's some, something really nice in the simplicity of the design too. Did you give much thought to how it would look as well as to how it would function? A huge amount. It, it had to look good for us. So mixed mixed designs all look amazing and are extremely functional. So in everything we've done, and we've now got over thirty products, they all look great. Together, it, it looks good. I, I think uh, we've actually got a few people that have bought, I believe, every piece that we've uh, we've made. They've collected the whole set. You know, their, their house. Is like a <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I was looking on your website yesterday and saw the huge range of products you're now producing. How how have you been going about deciding what might be a good addition to the product line? We really put it back to the to our followers. We're we're reaching half a million people every week at the moment, which is uh, mind blowing in itself. So, a lot of the the initial posts all went viral uh, to us, and so we're asking people, we're saying, well, you know, what what do you guys want, and um, what do you really need to help you? Help, yeah, what problems do you have? We'll fix it. And so, shoe racks have been the latest thing. Uh, everyone wanted a shoe rack, so we thought. A shoe rack that you can sit on is a good option, and and we've sold now five hundred of those in a week. Uh, wow! You know, puzzle boards. <laughs> People were saying they were getting sore backs from leaning over the table doing puzzles, and so we came up with this puzzle board they could put away at every day. And again, we sold hundreds. Home gym storage. Gym storage is a, is on the list. It is on the list. We've had a lot of people ask. Surprisingly, the biggest thing, and I'm actually was just doing a post before we started chatting, the biggest thing people are asking for is actually pet furniture. 
you know, cat, oh, cat, really? cat trees and uh, good-looking cat trees is something we've had hundreds of people ask about. You've only got so much resourcing and so much time in your business. How do you focus on the you know the right products that you think are really going to to work? We really just see who how many people ask. We we sort of uh, with the with the shoe racks. Someone suggested it on one post. Within a couple of days, a hundred people had commented on that suggestion, and so uh, it's just the numbers thing. If enough people ask, we'll do it. Maybe this is our opportunity for us for something for our place. Absolutely. Maybe it is. I'll have to put my, my thinking cap on. But <laughs> I think because people have been at home more, not only working from home but just being at home, it's given them more opportunity to think about the things in their home that maybe aren't working or that they need a solution for that yeah. maybe didn't bother them before because they were out and about more. So you've really stepped in at the right time, I think. Absolutely. It's been, yeah, the timing's been perfect. Do you think ISO King is here to stay now? Are you going gonna to keep this furniture business with, I won't call it a side hustle because it's kind of more than that now isn't it are you going to keep it going it's almost the main hustle at the moment well it is there's nothing else <laughs> happening but yeah, yeah we are we are we've had so much such a great response the feedback we get from people is amazing people are really liking the products they're liking the finish of it and the quality the focus is coming heavily back to Australian manufacturing we're finding people want to support local they want to uh, support local industry so uh, we are yeah we're going to continue it and uh, see how far we can go with it. Are you seeing the same sort of innovation in businesses overseas or do you think what you're doing is a bit different and uh, leading of the pack? Look, I think Australians are really proud to, to shop, to, to, to support local Australian. I am seeing it internationally as well. We've got a lot of contacts throughout Europe and Mostly Europeans are, are very similar. Uh, I know that the guys in the Netherlands, Germany and Ireland, and they're all really supporting their local industry now. And we are actually, after someone gave us the idea, we've talked to other people. We've now got partners in Ireland and, and Netherlands uh, doing similar things. We're kind of sharing some designs with them and, and helping them to, to, to help their business as well. And, and the local economy here needs to be pretty self-reliant, I feel. Uh, so it's we'll keep that going. I also wanted to ask you about the um, people working in the arts and music and the entertainment industry and how you think they're going just generally as an industry. Obviously, a lot of them have had their incomes completely stopped in, in some instances they're without work. Um, how do you think they're going to go over the you know coming months? It's been a really tough time for the events industry. We were hit early and hard. Uh, it was a complete shutdown. So there's a website, I lost my gig dot, uh, dot net. Uh, they were tallying up what the effect on the industry was and, it, and it's, it was devastating. You know, you're talking over half a million people affected and there's really nothing. There's some. There's talk of some stuff slowly coming back now. You know, we're seeing some drive-in, drive-in theaters and drive-in festival sites coming up, and there's a lot of now virtual uh, events and talks and things. But really, uh, the big events they're a little ways off. We'll probably be one of the last to come back as well once it's all. Done. How important do you think that is for our economy? Hugely your industry, oh, massively important. It brings billions of dollars uh, into the country and and into the economy. It's so not having it is, I think, it's devastating. There's a few people that are trying to help. You know, we've got there's a, there's a, an organisation called Support Act. Uh, those guys do uh, help out anyone in the industry that's in in need. You know, they'll help them out with the with bills and and whatever they need that way. So, and and for us, it's, it was important to to also try and support the industry as much as we could because we're we're doing okay now. Firstly, we're employing out of work event staff. 
Uh, we had 23 when it happened. We've now got 56 crew back working, all of which are, are out-of-work event crew. The other thing was we're donating $10 from every desk sale to Support Act to try and give that, those guys a bit of support as well. And after 12 weeks, we're at $35,000 we've donated to them, which uh, we're really proud oh, of. Oh, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we're really proud of that. And, and it uh, it's, feels really good to be able to help. Is there anything that people in the general public can do to show their support? I feel Support Act is the, is the best place to go. Support Act also supports another organisation called Crew Care. And they're the real the two organisations that do a lot for for our industry and yeah, a lot of guys that do work on festivals and, and all sorts of uh, live events they they live gig to gig and we've now three months without a gig uh, so it's a tough time so anything anyone can donate to Support Act it's uh, search Support Act uh, and and there's a, a tab on there that donations can be made you can also buy desks and we'll continue to donate from them that's right <laughs> we'll give uh, we'll give everyone all the website links uh in our show notes <laughs> we've seen a, a lot of stuff happening virtually over the last few months yeah powderfinger did that gig on youtube and as you said lots of people are doing talks and seminars online what do you think the future of your industry will look like to start with we kind of thought maybe the end of the year we might see some things come back you know the internationals we won't see obviously until potentially later next year but so big tours are a while off but smaller events corporate events you know maybe some exhibitions and those things i think that they'll be back sooner than we think so hopefully within the, the next sort of three or four months things will will, will start and kick off because it's a really important part of our culture isn't it getting out to see arts and entertainment having things to look forward to and, buying yeah. buying tickets to things and looking to them coming up it's so important it, it really is and i think that the big thing will be people's confidence that we need to make sure people are confident that when they get in a big crowd they're going to be safe uh, and there's a lot of people putting a lot of work into that well, we've all been spending so much time at home so we hope that we can keep moving in that direction and that we hope in the near future you and your team get more work and are able to start working again in in the entertainment industry so that we've all got those events to look forward to and enjoy yeah thanks i think uh, it's it's not too far off. We'll keep pushing for it. And uh, in the meantime, we'll, we'll be making furniture and, and continue doing that into the future as well. You will. And I, I can't wait to see what uh, products you come out with next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep an eye out there. Every week there's been something new. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time, Jeremy. It's been great chatting with you today. Yeah, so good. Thanks for your time, guys. Great to chat. Gee, that was great to hear. They are doing so many good things. I'm just super impressed. I'm always so impressed hearing about Aussie businesses doing great things. Doing great things. And I understand you've got an update from Jeremy on those figures. Yeah. Now, they've been able to re-employ more than 50 local people from their staging business to now work on designing and building and shipping all this great locally made furniture and other products. They've now sold more than 14,000 items. Wow. Yeah, which is amazing um, from their range of 30 locally designed products. They've donated more than $50,000 to Support Act, which was the nominated charity that Jeremy was talking about for people in the entertainment and creative industries that have been affected by coronavirus. And now they're also raising money to make and donate dozens of puzzle boards for aged care facilities across the country. 
That's just amazing. And I'm. it's so lovely that not only were they wanting to look after their employees and keep as many of, of them on as possible, but they've also made these amazing donations to charity. It's just such great work. Yeah. I mean, at a time when you could be thinking about yourself, yep. they're clearly thinking about others. So congrats, Jeremy. Congrats to the team at Stage Kings. Well done. Um, and we look forward to more success for you in the future. And if you'd like to know some more about ISO Kings or if you're interested in buying some really awesome flat pack furniture for your working from home, set up just go to stagekings.com.au or check out the show notes on our website just go to laurenkeenan.com.au and hit the stories button at the top coming up on the next episode we're talking about one of my very favorite topics bread of course it's your favorite you love bread with lashings of butter it could be toasted it could be fresh you'll take it any which way really won't you 100 except stale (laughs) (laughs) yes well we've all been spending so much more time at home and i feel like people are using that time to get really creative and more adventurous in the kitchen with baking and specifically making sourdough everyone's making it yeah i mean my social feeds have been rammed with people who have been uh, having a crack at it at home and we all love eating it i personally I personally prefer to buy my sourdough. I'm a little lazy, but so many people have been trying this out at home. We've actually got an expert in to talk to us about why sourdough baking has become such a craze during the pandemic and just how it's done, plus some tips on some baking basics that you can use in your own cooking at home. Yes, Annika Manning from Bake Club Australia. She's got a long history in magazines and publishing in food, which is awesome, and she brings that expertise and experience to Bake Club Australia. She's been teaching people all over the country country and doing it online in this challenging period of the pandemic. So we can't wait to bring that to you in the next episode, which drops in two weeks time. New shows for us are usually every two weeks, sometimes every week if we've got something a little extra to share. But you can always rely on us to pop into your podcast feed at 8am Australian Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday morning. So you've got something fun and interesting to listen to on your weekend. And if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you can help us out by rating the show, that would be really awesome too. And if you've got a topic or a question about interior design and styling that you'd like me to tackle here on the show, then make sure you hit me up on the socials. I'm at Lauren Keenan Home, or you can drop me a note on the contact page at laurenkeenan.com.au. I'm feeling really good now after all that positivity. Yes, me too. And more fun and positivity next week with Annika Manning from Bake Club Australia. So that's it for today. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan. You're authority on home, lifestyle and interior design.